All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss burrow's furniture is built for the way you live from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating they always have their customers in mind their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you and with burrow you always get fast free shipping get up to 60 percent off during burrow's memorial day sale at burrow.com slash acast that's burrow.com slash acast Burrow.com slash ACAST. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. Adam's Demko involved. I wanted them in in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. Pearl steals. Cutting in. Shoots. Scores! Public display. Is that what you need? They slayed the dragon. Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans, welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, episode 106 of the Canucks Conversation, presented by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. My name is Chris Faber, and joining me on the line, 
uh, as we're recording remotely this week. David Quadrelli, Quads, how's it going, bud? I'm doing pretty well, you know. I woke up with another migraine this morning. I almost didn't do the show this week because that was a that was that was a tough one to get through. But we had class today, and we were doing well. Yeah, class and migraines. That's a good mix from what we had earlier today, actually. And um, but baseball. I don't want to get it. Playoff baseball as well. That's giving a little bit of a migraine to Blue Jays fans as I'm watching it uh, behind me here. Yeah, 8-2 still uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays if we're dating ourselves on this podcast. So tough look for them, but I know you've been keeping busy with uh, playoff baseball. This is your time of the year, eh? Oh, yeah. Watching every game, actually. It's been it's been really good. I woke up this morning and the Reds were playing, which was fun. I love watching Trevor Bauer pitch. Uh, again, too bad that they couldn't get the win, especially with a performance like that from Bauer, but... Whatever, we won't talk about baseball on this podcast. Yeah, people hate that. Let's uh, let's get into the, the meat of the episode. Uh, we're actually going to be doing a mailbag, which we haven't done in a long time uh, on the show. We got about, you know, 15 to 20 questions. We'll hopefully get through maybe like 10 of them. Uh, you know, we'll see how long this thing ends up going. But it's kind of fun to do these mailbags. It's been a while since we've done one, Quads. Have we ever done one? I don't remember doing one. Uh, I thought just I've on definitely, Patreon. I used to do them. I used to do them uh, before you came on. I would bring on like a guest person. We do a mailbag huh. together. So oh, it's just been yes. a long time for the show. Yeah, I remember listening to one where you did it with JD Burke, which was good. We should, you know, we should do a draft mailbag with JD. That'd be fun. That's Drafts true. coming up. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it. We haven't really talked about it much, but I feel like Saturday's episode, right before the draft, I feel like we've got to have some draft talk on there with somebody. Not yes. sure who yet. Yes, there will be a lot of draft talk on Saturday's episode, which is only a couple days away because we're filming this one or recording this one just a little bit late. But uh, man, let's let's get right into it. We got a bunch of questions to get into. Uh, I'll start with the first one, which came in as a last minute one uh, from Curtis Brown on Twitter. He said, "You're invited into the bubble. You're allowed to bring three things. What do you bring?" And in brackets, he put, "You already have your clothes, toiletries, etc., like that. So, what would be the three things that you would bring into the bubble?" So does wallet count as your clothes? Because you'd have your wallet on you, I guess. Yeah, that counts. Let's, okay, okay. Just, let's, okay. just, let's get out of the, yeah, okay, all the regular okay. stuff you need is there. Okay, so I'd bring my laptop. I would bring my Nintendo Switch. And I would bring, hmm, that's actually tough. I don't know. Well, I have my charger, I guess. I have, obviously, I have my phone, right? Um, oh, my retainers, so that my teeth don't get crooked by the time I'm out of the bubble. Okay. That's See? fair three things. That's practical. That's pretty practical, yeah. You didn't, or you brought uh, the Nintendo Switch. I was going to say video games, but you brought the Switch. And yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, I would, my three things, I'd bring, I'd bring the Xbox for sure. That's going to be taking up a lot of my time. I know that they had one in the bubble, but this is going to be one of mine as well, because I saw Markstrom playing up, but like a ping pong table. That would be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Like you can you can play ping pong on it, you can play beer pong on it, whatever you need. And then the third thing, oh man, that would be tough. Like I, I don't want to just say laptop. I would just spend you know if I was in the bubble uh, playing hockey, I wouldn't be worried about a laptop. I'd be worried about Xbox, ping pong, and I feel like I'd like to bring. Like this might be this not really one thing, but I feel like I'd like to bring a bunch of stuff that I can like cook into meals that I've never made before. Like that's what I did in quarantine quite a bit was start to cook a bunch of food that I've never made before, you know, perfect some recipes. Hence the the stuffed meatballs that you had oh, last week. Excellent. Um, that came to perfection throughout the quarantine as well. So I feel like yeah, like enough enough ingredients to to explore my cooking horizons a little bit. That would be what I would bring. 
Interesting. I would I would be okay with that because I'd be there hopefully with you and eating all the food that you make. Most definitely. Yeah, I'd be pulling the, the Louis Domingue and just going nuts with it. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next question here from Bryce Anderson. Would you rather take $10,000 in hundreds or $100,000 in pennies, no bank deposit, deposits, investments, or large purchases, can only spend as everyday cash? That sounds horrible. Um, it is tough. Well, they wouldn't accept it if you make any big purchases, right? Well, I was thinking, do they even accept pennies anymore? No. Well, okay, they do accept... Wait, no, they don't. Yes, they do. No, yes, they do. Yes, they do. They do accept pennies. But for the sake of this question, let's just change it to nickels. You're okay. still That's still a lot of nickels. I don't know if... Uh, like, say you're going to a car dealership or something and you want to buy, buy a car for, like, 20 grand. They're not going to take it in in nickels there's no way they'd accept that you also said that you can't do a large purchase so let's say that that's like five thousand dollars or more okay well could you do that if you get it in hundreds yeah i don't know i guess if you get it in hundreds you can do it because then i think i'd do that because otherwise it's useless the pennies are useless at that point yeah like the only way I can see well you know it's ten times more money it's a hundred thousand dollars versus ten thousand dollars so that's a lot more money, but that's like you know maybe you would be able to spend it on like your daily coffee, but man, are you gonna run into like where are you gonna keep let's and we're gonna switch it to nickels because that makes more sense, but where are you gonna keep a hundred thousand dollars in nickels in your house anyways yeah could you imagine if like, that gets stolen oh I didn't want to I'm think gonna about that. I think I'm gonna go with the ten thousand hundreds, man. I know it's it's one tenth the amount of money, and that's a lot. You're giving up ninety grand, but that's too many nickels. It's it just, is. It's, it's way, way too, too many, many nickels. That's a tough question, but like a yeah. hundred, yeah. And if you could, like, like you can't even go buy a car. Like you can't go buy a thirty thousand no, dollar car. You can't just buy like, anything. Yeah. No, I'm gonna go with the ten grand and hundreds. Do we have any hockey related questions? We do have some hockey related questions because yeah, these ones are breaking eventually. my brain so far. Yeah, we're off to we're off to a hot start here on the mailbag for 106. Uh, next question from Novelis. Uh, anything? How about what's your take on the idea that anthems have no place in an NHL arena? Well, I mean, I can I like I've always said I really understand it at international tournaments. Like for from a soccer standpoint. You know, watching Gianluigi Buffon belt out the Italian national anthem was, like, the best thing ever. And, like, you get to see that. And, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, in, like, in in national-level play. I just, like, I think that's where it belongs if they're going to do it. But, I mean, I, I feel like everybody that watches the anthems just... Uh, they kind of feel like, okay, let's just get it going. Like, if you have it on PVR, you're always fast-forwarding the anthems, right? And, I mean, you you just kind of wish the game would start, I think, at that point. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not super opinionated on it. But, I mean, if they got rid of it and only did it at national tournaments, I, I wouldn't really care. I think that's probably the best thing for it. Yeah, I'm sitting in the same boat here. I think if, if you were to go to, to national tournaments and world championships, that that I totally get it. But, I mean... You know, you're just kind of playing it like you're you're playing it for the team that's visiting and the team that's at home. Like you're just playing where that team plays its sport in. And I just don't really see like an attachment to the anthem. I know some people love it, some people do it. I mean, it's 
great to hear national anthem. I think at times everybody stands up, sings it together. It's nice at Rogers Arena, but like, like I agree with you, it wouldn't kill me to see it taken out of the game. And like you said, it's just kind of, you know, it's when you hear the national anthem, it's just like, oh crap, I better get my snacks, I better get my drink, I better get sat <laughs> down because like the game's just about to start, right? So I don't know. That's how I kind of look at it, specifically on TV, like in in arena. You know, it's a little bit different because it, it's just kind of like the atmosphere of that many people singing together is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't ruin me to have it taken out of the game. Yeah. Same. Okay. I don't know. What did you do? What did you do on your Boxford project night when you were in the press box? Cause I was with J Pat and everybody else. And like, we were in the middle of dinner when the anthems came on. So we, we all stood up from the table and yeah, I don't know. Like what, what did you do? I think I was similar. I think we might've been having dinner or, or maybe we were already seated at our seats at that point. So yeah, I don't know. We just stood up and you know. But, You're not supposed to talk or do anything in the media box, so we just kind of listen to the anthem go by. I I know that like some reporters, because you're at work, right? So it's like, like they're if they're typing something or they're getting something done. Like I I've I know that like some reporters don't stand up, and I mean, I I think that's like not against the rules. Like I I don't know. Like I've I've seen people do it, and nobody really bats an eye. You know, like it's just like yeah. oh they're working or whatever. So it's like I don't know. Yeah, and you know, some people have their decisions on why not to stand. So, you know, it's I don't know, it's everybody's right to do what they want, I guess, at that point for me. I'm not really leaning towards one way or the other really. So yeah, like I said, if, if it was taken out, it wouldn't wouldn't ruin a hockey game for me, that's for sure. Uh <laughs> yeah, no but yeah, like international, that's you know, you play it after it's it's awesome to see the world juniors watching those, you know, nineteen and eighteen and twenty year old kids like watch their flag be, you know, taken up into the rafters and raised at number one with a gold medal around there. Like that's that's one of the best sights in the sport of hockey, you know, is watching the international play when the, when the anthem's playing, all the guys are singing, like, that's that's where it needs to be. That's where you 100... I would be mad if that got taken out of the game, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think the national tournaments is where it belongs. All right, next question here. Coming in from Patreon supporter Thomas Anderson, at the right start on Twitter. Um, he's got some Canucks ones, but we're going to, I think we're going to stray away from Canucks questions a little bit here. Uh, he's got some other good questions as well. What game show do you think you would kill it at? Ooh, I, I think I've been pretty good at Jeopardy when I watch it on TV. Um, Mm. I've always been pretty good at Jeopardy. Uh, would I kill it at? Uh, Price is Right was never very good. Wheel of Fortune I'd be pretty good at, I think. I think we should we should do Jeopardy like Halford and Bruff do. You should get me some Jeopardy oh. questions. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Jeopardy's not out down my alley at all. Jeopardy, I'd probably be worst at. I've You'd seen people host. like yeah, some people's parents that like watch that show. You know, I remember growing up and some of my friends' parents would have Jeopardy on all day long, like every day at like six or five o'clock, whenever it was. Like Jeopardy was on the television, and they were like nailing every answer, and I would just watch it and I'd. Sometimes I get like one or two the whole time. So uh, <laughs> Jeopardy is not it for me. Uh, I would, you know what I game I enjoyed and I thought I would always be good at was Deal or No Deal. Uh, and I don't even know if it's, I think it might still be going on. It might have got rebooted. But Deal or No Deal with Howie Mandel for a while there. That was a fun game. I did enjoy that one. And I would normally take the deal when you get a decent amount of money. But it was a lot of fun. And I remember they had it on an app. I would go with Deal or No Deal, I think. Yeah, Deal or No Deal is a good one. We had a board game of Deal or No Deal, and I always cleaned up at it. Oh, are you mm. smarter than a fifth grader? When I was younger, my younger days, I uh, I used to clean up at that game. When I was in, like, grade 7, I was always smarter yeah. than a fifth grader. 
Well, yeah, you're a grade seven at the peak, I'm sure. That was probably at the peak of your intelligence as well, grade seven. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right, this is another good one from Thomas. He's got a, he's got a bunch of good ones here. Uh, what is the ultimate side dish for a meal? I'll let you go first, Quads, because I know you're just going to say lasagna or garlic bread or something. See, garlic bread's okay. Like, it depends what it's with, right? Like, what's my main meal? What do you mean ultimate side dish? You know what I mean? Like... The one I feel like I have most of all is French fries. Like, French fries are, they go with burger, and I feel like I'm eating burgers a lot. So, I mean, uh, like, I think that's got to be it. I mean, garlic bread's really good with spaghetti. Like, you're not going to have French fries with spaghetti. Uh, Well, you shouldn't. If you ever do, you need to see somebody about that. But I I think it's got to be French fries, doesn't it? Um, I or see poutine? your French fries. Yeah, I was gonna say I see your French fries and raise you a poutine. That's what yeah. I would go with as a side dish. But you know what? Like, I think Original Joe's is a place that has this, but it's like fries with dill dip. I'm a huge fan of that. Um, so I think that fries and dill dip would be an ultimate side. But yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with poutine. Like, if you're gonna have it at every single meal on the side, well, then you know, well, that's the way to look at it as well. If you're gonna have to have it at every single meal, would Caesar salad not be the best one? You know I don't eat salad, so, no. Even Caesar, you don't eat Caesar salad? No, I don't eat any salad, you know that. What? I did not know this. You didn't know that? Yeah, I don't no, eat salad. You, I don't eat you salad. You won't eat, that's, I know, but that's what people say sometimes, but you won't even eat Caesar salad. Caesar salad's like the one that everyone eats. No, I don't like the texture of lettuce by itself. Oh my goodness. Do you like spinach salad? No. Oh man. Okay, I gotta make you my strawberry spinach salad. You would eat that. It's just no. it's mostly nuts and cheese. Yeah, you would. I don't even I like bet strawberries. You would like it. I don't eat strawberries either. What do you even eat, man? <laughs> Cheeseburgers and fries. Cheeseburgers, fries, lasagna. Yeah, lasagna, garlic bread, the meatballs you made. I had those. Okay. Alright. Wow. That, that's yeah, that's breaking news. I don't eat salad. That's insane. Uh, okay, next question. Uh, well, Tom's got a bunch of them. Uh, do, oh, yeah. this, we can answer this one quick. Do either of you believe in ghosts? Uh, I haven't thought about it much, but yeah, I think so. That's uh, it. Oh, man. I, I, don't yeah. have a, I don't have an in-depth answer on that. I, I do, I guess, yeah. I don't believe in ghosts, but I've heard people, like some people that I trust, some close friends of mine, I know one person specifically um, who tells a story, like he he is 100,000% sure that he saw a ghost when he was, like, I think 11 or 10 years old. And, like, he'll tell this story, like... And it's a really good story. Uh, my friend Dallas, he tells it. Um, he, he tells this story, like, like he was there yesterday. And it's something that, like, he was, like... He will swear to the edge of the earth that this happened, and he swears that ghosts are real. Um, so, I don't know. Like, if I hear enough people tell me that kind of story, maybe I'll believe it. But personally, I don't think that you're going to see, like... I don't know, like, white beings walking around at night... In your house. I just, I, I can't see that being possible. No, I mean, I, I've heard stories, again, like you've said, from people I trust and people I know. Um, and, yeah, like, a lot of it's been positive, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's never been like, ooh, you know? It's been like, yeah. oh, like, my my aunt that passed away a few years ago or whatever, like, she was there. I saw her. And it was like, you know, it, the ones I've heard have never been like, well, actually, I heard one negative one. But, yeah, like, I've heard a few stories, so... I think that's what goes into that decision for me. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. I just that's the thing. I've I got to hear some more stories from people that I trust to believe it. I'm not at that point yet. The one story from Dallas. He's, it's a pretty good one, but I don't know. Okay. Next question from Tom. Um, when do we get to see Faber's audition tape for Survivor? Which I don't even think you've seen this, right, Quads? 
Uh, yeah, you showed it to me. You did. I showed you the whole thing? No, I think you showed me part of it with you on the forklift. Okay, yeah. Um, for people who don't know, and I don't know if I've even talked about this a lot on the podcast, I got pretty far um, in being casted to be on Survivor. It was the year that they brought in, if anybody here likes Survivor, it was the year that they had a Canadian on for the first time. They ended up having um, a professional hockey player who I can't exactly remember his name, but he was the first Canadian to ever be on Survivor uh, because that was the first year they opened it up to Canadian people, like Canadian residents, to come on the show. Um, so I applied, um, I made it down to a smaller list and then met with producers and made it down to a smaller list, um, and then met with more producers in a big room on a zoom, or I think it might've been Skype call or, or no, it was FaceTime actually. So FaceTime with them multiple times. And you know, it was funny. They kept telling me cause I was a mill worker at the time and they were like, whatever you do, like make your video, sell it that you're like this hard working Canadian guy from the mill. So I did that for my whole video. Um, so the video is like five and a half minutes long. I got one of my friends who does like wedding videos. Um, he recorded it for me. He edited it for me, put it together. It's very <laughs> professionally done. I think, um, the acting on my parts, maybe not the best. Like I am playing up the, I'm a Canadian a lumberjack. I work at a mill type of thing. Cause like, that's what they wanted. So the whole video is me just absolutely making an ass of myself. Um, and like lying throughout the whole video pretty much. Um, so aside from that, the video is pretty awesome. I haven't, like, I think I've mentioned on the Patreon before behind the paywall for people that aren't there. Uh, I've definitely talked about it there before, but I feel like if maybe that's like a goal for the Patreon, like if the Patreon ever gets to like maybe 500 a month, if we get to $500 a month on the Patreon, I'll post the full, I think it's almost six minute long video. We're not um, far I've, from that. Wouldn't we need like, ten, are you sure you want to set it that low? I think we only need like 10 more subscribers at the $10 level to get there. Oh, well, I think it's, no, we're, no, I think that's, I feel like we're at like 300 and something. But I, if we talking, get to, I'm checking. yeah, if we get to $500 on the Patreon website, not because I think it's an American. If we get to 500 American on the Patreon website, I will post the full video for our Patreon subscribers ah, only because okay. it's. It is uh, it is very embarrassing. So I, I'm only going to do that uh, if uh, yeah, 500 is a good goal. I feel like that would be nice for us too. That's a good one. Um, We're about 20, 20 subscribers, a little less than twenty subscribers at ten dollars away from that. Okay, a little less. Okay, so we'll so get, go round uh, up your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, round up your friends. Yeah, Patreon.com/slash Canucks Convo. We'll get it up there if we get to five hundred. Um, next question from Disto Two. Uh, first concert and best concerts. Do you remember uh, your squads? Honestly, I went to Thomas Rhett not too long ago uh, when he was in Vancouver. That was the most recent one. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my first concert was like the Wiggles. Uh, I'm not a big concert guy, which I think I've told Oof. you before. Like I don't, I don't really like concerts that much. Um, but yeah, Thomas Rhett was good. I enjoyed that, even though I don't like country music. I had fun yeah. there. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's probably the best concert I've been to. Dang. So I, I wasn't a big concert goer uh, growing up as well. It's just not something that I wanted to spend a ton of money on. But I went to Pemberton Music Festival uh, the final year that Pemberton Music Festival had a music festival. So, man, this is – I think this is like 2016, 2015 maybe. Um, so we got to see a lot of people in concert for the first time. You know, seeing Snoop Dogg was pretty awesome. Um, J. Cole was unreal. The Arkells, I've seen them three times. But that was the first one I went to. Uh, was the Arkells. I saw the Arkells in Victoria. Um, just as that song, uh, at the time, I think it was like their first one that really popped off. It was Leather Jacket uh, by the Arkells. was kind of like blowing up and going all over. And they were playing in a club. 
of like maybe like 50 people in this little club and like they played that leather jacket song uh and i was just like hey this is like it's all over the radio so that was kind of cool i've seen the arkells three times um and they've all they've been great shows every time i've gone to them uh, but the best and by far the best uh was the final day of pemberton pearl jam played to like cap off the show um t- cap off the whole weekend they played from like nine o'clock till like one in the morning um, and like the Pemberton mountains, whatever it is there was like behind them. Like the moon was setting, uh, the, the, like Pearl Jam played, like I said, for like four hours and they just like, they told stories the whole time. They just like, like drinking a bottle of wine, each of them, like as the show went on and like, then they, they just rocked out the whole time. And like that, to me, there was no concert at that whole festival that was even close, uh, to what Pearl Jam did. So I'm going to put them at the best one I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. You know, my favorite band is half deceased, so That'd be the only concert that I think I'd pay money for. But <laughs> speaking of that, I was going to go see Paul McCartney at BC Place. I was really, really thinking of doing that because I thought that'd just right. be awesome. But uh, then I looked at the price of the tickets and decided not to. Hmm. Fair enough. What were the prices? Like 400 bucks a ticket. It was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Blake underscore Hitch 14 is coming at you, Quads. Uh, have you watched Zoolander yet? I know this was talked about on the podcast nope. a little while ago. I have not. No, and I'm, I, I'm, I want to, but I just watched The Big Lebowski. That was the first, uh, like, one of the movies that everybody said, oh my gosh, you need to watch it. And I really enjoyed it. The Big Lebowski was very funny. Um, and yeah, <laughs> watched that maybe last weekend or maybe two, yeah, two weeks ago now. But I, I really enjoyed that movie. Excellent. And to follow that up, this might actually be an answer for his first question. Are we ever going to get a, a Faber and Quads Don Taylor style Puff Puff Pass episode? What's that? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Smoking the marijuana Quads. That's what I believe he's talking about. Oh, you threw me off with the Don Taylor thing. I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, what's, no, uh, what's the Patreon? Not. What's the Patreon goal for that? How much do you want to make a month? No, no, we're not. We're not setting a Patreon goal for me to start using drugs. <laughs> Oh come on! It's not. A, it's just a plant, quads. Just yeah, plant. I don't know. Maybe maybe go round up a few more of your friends if we get up to five grand a month. Maybe we'll five grand. It. Oh my goodness! All right, well let's get to five five grand a month to go uh, round up quads. a few of your friends and family. <laughs> you know what they did that on. Uh, for people that listen to the show, blocked party. Uh, I used to listen to this podcast a lot. Still do every once in a while, um, but they they had a goal for one of their hosts who never smoked before. Um, and I think it was like $2,000 or maybe $3,000 or something, but they ended up hitting the goal. Uh, and the host who's a comedian, um, he had to do, he had to go and smoke for the first time and then record a podcast live. Yeah. That sounds awful. Right. It was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. All right. <laughs> Would quads rather eat Domino's every day for a week or talk to tri- or talk triampkin every episode for a month? Like, that's not even close. Talk Triampkin every episode for a month. I, I could not what? eat Domino's every day of the week. Oh, really? Okay. Holy cow. That you know that would make you so sick. <laughs> yeah, it would. That I would have to be sick on the first bite for sure. Actually, you know what? I'm going to dial back my Domino's hate a little bit. We had Domino's here at the house about probably two weeks ago. And I didn't even have it while it was fresh. I had to get it out of the fridge, which is normally just the worst. And I didn't know what kind of pizza it was uh, because the family had it without me. I ended up coming back and it was already in Tupperware at that point. And then I microwaved it and I was like, wow, this is like, this is actually pretty decent pizza. Where is it from? And they said Domino's. And I said, okay, like they must have changed the crust or something then. Cause like this, 
when you used to have Domino's and you would put it in the fridge, it automatically turned to cardboard. It was like <laughs> one of the most, one of like the world's mysterious things. It's like the unsolved mysteries that I've been watching uh, on Netflix lately. Like one of them was putting Domino's in the fridge. It turns it to cardboard. And well, this one wasn't that bad. It, like it wasn't that bad at all. Like the, like the crust actually stayed. There was actually some dough like on the crust and like the, the bottom part of the pizza, I guess. So like it wasn't horrible. I'll say that. Okay. But now do that seven days in a row. Like that's the po- that's the point I've been making about Domino's is it's not horrible pizza like it's fine if you're having it like once in a blue moon because you want to spend like five dollars on a whole pizza because it's so yeah five ninety nine for a two yeah. topping pizza right now that's why <laughs> I brought rid- it that's why I brought it to the studio that one time because I was like you know what we'll just have a cheap bite while we're watching a Utica Comets game like it'll be perfect right so I don't know like. I think the Domino's hate was a bit much, but yeah, you can't no, I, you can't have it more than once in a week. It's that's right, I, I stand by that. I agree with that. And shout out to uh, Lachlan uh, Lachlan Irvine from the Lockcast or uh, or sorry the Creasecast he calls it. Uh, but he had me in studio at BCIT, and he brought Domino's because he listens to the show and he heard about the whole Domino's Panago <laughs> debate. So he brought in Panago uh, instead of Domino's for me. So shout out to him for that one. Um, all right, next one from Chris Golden at Light Force. Uh, host of the C4 podcast, uh, who I just listened to their show actually earlier today uh, before recording this. Um, if you had to be stuck in a room with only two hosts from the C4 podcast, who would it be and why? Okay, well, Matt's a given. He was so nice when I was on the show. Um, yeah. And then, I don't know, Chris, Anna seems like she's really funny. I think Anna and I would get along really well. But then Chris as well. Like It's tough to choose between Chris and Anna. Can I just say Matt and I'll, I'll leave the other two out? <laughs> Well, that's that's perfect because I was going to say Chris and Anna because Chris and Anna will actually both show up uh, to the podcast because uh, Matt has not been on the show for the last like month is what it feels like. Adam, uh, the other host of their show, has not been on the show all season. Uh, so I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go with Anna and Chris because they actually are both going to show up uh, to wow. the hangout time. So I'm, nice. <laughs> I'm calling out uh, the Matt Lee right there on that one. So, <laughs> all right, let's uh, move to our next question from Laura. If you'd... If you had to be quarantined with any Canucks player, who would it be and why? So, I I would say Thatcher Demko because I feel like we'd get along really well. Uh, just, you know, playing Xbox, playing whatever. Um, but then I also think, like, like, my brother's really similar to Quinn Hughes in so many ways. And I get along really well with my brother. And, I, I like, you've briefly met my brother. But, like, aside from them looking alike, they, like they have a lot of the same mannerisms and same kind of tendencies and like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like when he was, and then, yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> same with, same with like, uh, Pedersen as well. I feel like we'd all get along fairly well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to go Demko. Go Demko. Okay. I'm going to go with Adam Gaudet. Uh, I feel like, uh, you get to see a lot of Adam Gaudet on, uh, his wife, Michaela's Instagram. And he, you know, seems like a lot of fun. Uh, he's always playing Warzone anyways. He's dropping a lot of F-bombs just about as much as you do uh, on Warzone when he's streaming. So I feel like Adam Gaudet would be a good guy to hang out with uh, and be quarantined with. He's always be having a little bit of fun is what it seems like. So we've I'm going to go with Gaudet. We've got to get Gaudet on Warzone with us. Hey, like we, we have yes. to. Yeah, that would be a great stream. Like we should we should actually just be like message him. I don't know if maybe he's seen our name one time in an article or something that he's read. Or just like explain to him like, hey, we're a Canucks podcast. You know, we'd love to do, like, uh, some streaming with you. I'm sure he'd be down. Like, I don't know. We just have to figure out how to make it happen. I uh, I could. I'll just write an article being, like, 88 reasons why Adam Gaudet's the best player ever. And then just 
hope it ca- catches attention and be like, hey, want to play Warzone with us? He won't say no then, right? <laughs> that would work. Yeah, you'll uh, you'll have to get on that. 88 reasons. That's a... That's a full. That's a big one. That's uh, that's more than we had to do with the gold open one, and that one took a lot of work. So. <laughs> no kidding, um, it did. All right, from um, a ball hockey Burray on Twitter. Do the Canucks have any prospects with good possession numbers? Uh, the only one that I've tracked is Pod Colson, and yes, I know he's. I know that uh, ball hockey Burray knows this because he is. Uh, he or she is the person that is always messaging me about Corsi. Uh, I yeah. Pod Colson's Corsi, like I've said, I've had games where I've tracked him over 85%. Um, I don't think I've tracked him. I, I think one game he was under 50%, um, but I have not seen him get dominated at all. He has incredible possession numbers. Um, and yeah, that's, you know, we're going to love this kid when he gets here. I say it every time, but like straight up. Uh, two assists today, big game for him. I was up at 5 a.m. for that one. It's crazy. Like it's it's 317 right now. So I've been up for three hours, seven. Yeah, like I've been up for 10 hours already, which is kind of ridiculous. That's at three horrible. o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, and Pod Colson's game on Friday, two a.m. That's going to be nuts too. So, yeah, uh, Hoglanders is is fine. Like I've tracked him uh, at a minus a lot of the time as well. So it's not like he's dominating uh, Corsi numbers. But yeah, Pod Colson's the guy for sure. And then just I haven't tracked anyone else to let you know on that. I don't know if you have a prospect that sticks out, Quad. No, wait. Sorry, I have to ask you: Is it Friday, like Saturday morning, or Friday, Friday morning at two a.m.? It. Yeah, the way that I'm going to be watching it, it's going to be Thursday night because I don't think I'm going to go to sleep. I'll just play video games until oh until about one fifty, and then make some coffee and watch that game on uh, Friday, very early morning. So that'll be fun. I don't um, even know how you do But at the same time, but I feel like two a.m. actually for me and like the way that I sleep regularly is actually way better than five a.m. because like normally I go to bed at two to three a.m. anyways. Um. And waking up at five when you go to bed at two or three is not great. I get, I did get a decent. I think I got to bed at like one o'clock last night, which was great. Um, so like waking up at two is not really waking up at two for me. It's just gonna be staying up like an extra couple hours to watch the game. So I'm actually kind of excited for the two a.m. Uh, as weird as that sounds. So um, we'll see that. That'll be on Friday anyways. But yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna take like six hours for any of those tweets to get a like because nobody's gonna be awake at two a.m. Uh, on Friday morning. So we'll see. Um, next question coming from diaper filled piss, baby, bunch of numbers on Twitter. <laughs> Who was the better baseball player out of us quads? Uh, you for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so as well. Uh, <laughs> I, but I'll, I'll tell you, you might be a better pitcher. I'll, do you want me to tell you my, my final game of pitching story? Have I ever told you this? You have. Yes. Yeah. Where I worked out the day before. Uh, really hard and yeah there was multiple pit like I worked out worked my arms out I was getting ready for baseball season didn't think I was going to pitch uh, the next day and I ended up pitching the next day and my arms were so sore from working out the day before um, that like I was throwing pitches into the backstop I was throwing them in the dirt and I just remember like we didn't it was an exhibition game so we didn't even get three outs in the inning they just ended the inning uh, after I walked like the ninth guy in a row uh, so like my catcher's like laughing at me and like not putting down signs, just like letting me throw it. Yeah, it just it didn't happen. That's the last time I ever pitched. So you might be a better pitcher than me. I hope so. But you you already know my pitching story. I was like, dude, I used to be like a power pitcher. Like I used to throw so hard when I was in like Mosquito and Pee Wee. But then I I would catch like three innings in Mosquito throwing curveballs, or sorry, I would pitch three innings and then catch the other three because you play six inning games back then. So I just like killed my arm and then by the time i was 15 they're like oh yeah you need tommy john surgery and i was like well yeah. i don't want to get that at 15 so forget <laughs> it and then i just decided that i wouldn't throw hard 
So now <laughs> I'm a, I was always a finesse pitcher in the last years of my playing days. So I learned how to throw a good cutter, good two seam, and then had a good breaking ball to go with it. That was how I got people out was just that, uh, that change in speed and the change up. I, I think we should do a Patreon episode where I, you try and hit a change up off me. Cause I don't think you could, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think you could hit my change up. I'm pretty confident I can, especially if I know a changeup's coming. Uh, it's going to be pretty easy. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll go do it. All right. Yeah, we can do it for sure. Um, we're not going to take a break here, but I just want to give a quick shout out to the presenting sponsor of the Canucks conversation. That's right. Zephyr Epic doing a live ad read right now on the show. Uh, they just released their brand new 2020-21 set of MVP cards. Be sure to check them out. You can follow them on Instagram and social media uh, like Twitter or Facebook, all of it, at Zephyr Epic, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic. You can follow them on all of the different social medias. And if you want to use our promo code CanucksConvo, that'll get you $5 off any order and free shipping on orders $50 or more. So that was a live ad read on the show that was done to almost perfection. Um, Next question from JL on Twitter. Is Utica a nice city to live in and play hockey for a living? Uh, No. I I think one of the great things Jason Botchford said on this show was talking about how uh, how that part of New York just sucks. Like he was talking yeah. about how they need to get Demko out of there because it's just a terrible place to live. Uh, that being said, I haven't heard anything bad from any of the prospects that we've had on the show. Like none of them have no, said anything the, bad about Utica. The fan base is incredible in Utica, and you know if if that's the main thing that players are. Like, I don't know. I feel like if you're if you're signing with an AHL team to live somewhere, it's hard to argue against, you know, like the San Diego Gulls being a great spot. I mean, that's a, you know, you're living in San Diego. That's probably much better than Utica. But I think there's, there's definitely worse AHL cities to live in for sure. And the fans in Utica are absolutely insane. I know we probably have a lot of fans of the Utica comments just listening to this podcast. Um, I should actually check that. Check the numbers in Utica. See if anybody is actually listening to this show uh, in Utica. But the fans are absolutely nuts. The arena is insane. Like, that, if that's what you're into it, like, that's a good spot to live in uh, if you want to play hockey. And especially, like, moving on to the next level from an NHL team, I think that it's a good setup like that. So, yeah, maybe not the most um, extravagant city to live in um, in an NHL team. But you know what? A lot of AHL teams aren't, right? So, or a lot of AHL cities aren't that way. So, I feel like Utica might not be the worst, but it's definitely not the best either. It doesn't look bad. I'm looking at pictures on Google Images. Like... I don't know. Yeah, and it's a sports town, man. Like they they have their indoor soccer, which is huge. They have the Utica College. Um, they have a lot of big sports over there. So I feel like the the city's got to be really invested in it, which is great. I don't I don't hate this. Just looking at it, like I don't I don't think it looks bad. Mm-hmm. Huh? Interesting. I mean, bad. it's no Vancouver. So, Obviously, if the players yeah, can choose no, between sure. Utica and Vancouver, it's a little different. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> but uh, next question from the same um, at JL on Twitter. Um, how do you guys make money in podcasting and Canucks Army? Um, we don't make a lot of money <laughs> doing these things. Uh, I know that it's like it's cool seeing us like post ads and stuff. We don't really get paid very well. Um, I wouldn't even call it making money. <laughs> I think to a certain degree for the amount of work that you put in. It's nice to be compensated a little bit for the work that you put in, but... Um, we're definitely not making full-time money like somebody who works at a radio station or, or the big podcast, uh, make, I don't like, yeah, I don't really know what to say. You got any answer to that? <laughs> I mean, when it comes to Canucks army, I think I've explained this before, but for me, it's a little bit different than for you because I am basically doing stuff for the site every single day. 
whereas you just have to write and send it to me, <laughs> which I guess is like a little bit different. So I think in that regard, we're a little bit different, but for the podcast, yeah, I mean, the podcast is mostly just for fun, but it, it's nice. We get a decent chunk of change each month and it's good because we're able to, um, you know, and with our Patreon supporters. So if you're asking how we get it, it's from the Patreon well, subscribers. Yeah, I was going to say the majority of the income is from the Patreon supporters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the we're people just, that give you know, us Patreon. Yeah, exactly. So we have those, those people who help us out monthly and that's how we are able to buy new equipment, get new stuff for the show and all that sort of fun stuff. And then, yeah, I mean, for Canucks Army, it's for you. It's on a per article basis. And no, people wondering, I don't sign Faber's checks. I don't do anything with his paychecks or anything like that. I just, I'm I'm, I'm told to edit the articles and that's, that's all I do. I edit and then write articles as well. Yeah. <laughs> all right, coming from Ryan Schapp. Uh, the podfather Ryan Schapp over here from Pucks on Net Podcast. Um, do you own any non Canucks combo t shirts? I do own other t shirts. I just do not wear them uh, because I have so many Canucks combo t shirts. I like wearing them. They are comfy. They fit nice. Uh, and I wear a lot of Canucks. Com- I do wear other t shirts occasionally, but probably more than fifty percent of the time, uh, I'm wearing one of my twenty different Canucks combo shirts. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've like I, I made that into a tank top, which I wore a lot when I was on vacation there. I was wearing my Canucks combo tank top a lot, and it was a lot of mm. fun. It was great. <laughs> uh, next question from Gillian's Isle. Uh, do you like covering the pro players or scouting prospects better? And how do you go about that differently? I so, guess you can start here, Quad. I uh, obviously I like watching pro players more; they're better. But there's something to say for watching BCHL hockey, like live, like BCHL hockey. And I don't know if it was just because the Express were the best team in the league last year, and that's who I saw the most. Watching junior hockey is a lot of fun, and I really enjoy it. And watching goaltenders is something I've really enjoyed. And I mean, uh, there's an article that's going to be coming out in Canucks Army in the coming days from me uh, about the potential goaltenders that the Canucks could be selecting in this year's draft. And I've been watching a lot of tape on these guys, and there's some guys who I'm really liking what I'm seeing from. And I mean, I'm learning a lot, for sure, about what to look for and stuff, talking to Kevin Woodley and other guys. Um, Just like, you know, I I enjoy watching prospects, but I think nothing's really going to beat the pro players. Yeah, that's fair. I I find it um, interesting because, like, when you watch a prospect and you know that not everybody's watching it, it's kind of interesting that people look to you for your takes about them, you know? And I think that that can be a good thing and a bad thing at the same time because some people, uh, I being one of them, fall in love with prospects at a certain time. Like, if you see one prospect and maybe the first time you see him, he has an incredible game or you're doing research on a player and you see multiple things where it's like, why aren't people talking about this guy? Like, this is what I thought um, with Victor Soderstrom, like the first year I was really diving into draft prospects um, when the Vancouver Canucks had the seventh pick and ended up drafting Quinn Hughes. Like, I remember thinking that Quinn Hughes was not going to be there for the Vancouver Canucks to pick and that they should 100% get Victor Soderstrom. Like, he was the guy that I watched to play a ton um, in the SHL as an 18-year-old, and I just thought that, like, there was no way that Hughes was going to be there. So, like, <laughs> all of that talk that you do for prospects, this is, like, the, the opposite end of the coin, where it's, like, you watch these guys, you fall in love with them, and then it's like, oh, well, actually, Quinn Hughes is there. Let's get Quinn Hughes instead. So, like, you know, it, it's funny looking at prospects, but it's fun once a team drafts them. Like, I, I, I love waking up and watching Pod Colson play when he puts up a point or watching Huglander put up a couple in an SHL game. Like, it, it's a lot of fun for me. I don't know if I like it more than covering the NHL team, but, like, both are pretty equal, to be honest. Like, it, it's cool right now the way that it's playing out that this is the offseason. 
Um, you know, like the NHL's in the off season, but these other leagues are cranking right up. So I'm, I'm just having a blast that I, I haven't had to like stop watching hockey, um, for what feels like, you know, aside from obviously the huge pandemic break. Um, but aside from that, like I've been watching hockey for what feels like almost like two years straight almost. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's fun for some people. I like watching baseball. I can give you a lot of baseball prospect analysis as well, but, uh, no, I mean, it's fun, and I mean the draft's coming up, and there's you're gonna have some stuff about some potential guys that the Canucks could be taking. I'm looking more at just the goaltenders, and I'm leaving the players to you and Brett. Um, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun watching goalie prospects right now. Yeah, Canucks are drafting every player with the last name Favor. That's my uh, my article <laughs> that's coming out soon. Uh, so we got we'll we'll do two more questions here. We're at 40 minutes already, so we'll get two more and we'll get out of here. Um, from at Owen J Gibbs on Twitter. What are your five favorite NHL teams other than the Canucks? Um, do you think you could go right off the top of your head? Or do you want me to start here, Quads? You start. Okay, I'll start. So my favorite team, aside from the Vancouver Canucks, uh, <laughs> and I guess people are going to call me a bandwagon jumper, but I got a, a friend who's a big fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I've always kind of liked the Lightning jerseys. I think that they're like my team in the East. Like they're too far away. They're not a Canadian team. Um, so they're kind of been like my team from the East. So I'd say Tampa Bay is one of them. Um, Colorado is one of them. Uh, I just always liked Colorado growing up. Um, let's see, what other teams do I even like? Like I, <laughs> it's kind of hard to say actually. Like I, I don't hate the Minnesota Wild. I kind of always liked the Minnesota Wild. I like when they had Marion Gabrick when I was younger. Like I was a huge Marion Gabrick fan. Um, he was just one of those players that I really enjoyed watching. Um, but man, that's tough after that. Like there's not a lot of other teams that I really like. Like I like Colorado, Tampa Bay, Minnesota. I don't know. Maybe I'll just stop there. I don't really, I can't really think of other teams that I really like and that I actually care about. Like I, I like the flyers a little bit. I like the way I like their jerseys. Um, yeah, I guess I should just name yeah. a fifth team as well. Uh, Dude. let's go senators, man. I like the way the senators run their organization. Really? Interesting. Um, no, I not really quite making a joke. <laughs> the, <laughs> the thing is like, I don't think I have favorite teams. Like, I don't know, like, I feel like I've become much less of a fan of the game now that it's kind of, like, work, you know what I mean? And, like, I like watching hockey, don't get me wrong, and I love that this is what we do, but I'm also, like, it's hard for me to, like, cheer, you know what I mean? Like, I've never, I've never been that guy to begin with, but now that it's, like, work or whatever, I've never, you know, it's not, it's not my instinct to cheer for a team. But, like, I'd say the only team that I, like, actively root against is probably just the Leafs and the Bruins really like they're the only teams that I don't want to see do well um but yeah I mean that's just because years of years of seeing Toronto stuff on the uh on the Sportsnet feed and uh any Canucks news but what does this mean for the Toronto Maple Leafs that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. I've never uh never appreciated that so I mean it's fun to watch the Leafs lose um but yeah, I mean, other than that, there's no real like favorite teams. Like I like the Jets, I like the Canadians, I like uh, Colorado, and I mean, I was super happy to see Ovechkin win the Cup. Like that was awesome to see. But I wouldn't yeah, call Washington's Washington a likable team too. Like a favorite team of mine. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only teams I don't like, I guess, is Toronto and Boston. That's it. All right. Well, that's fair. That's a good one. And the final question. This is great for you, Quads. Uh, from Josh Ray, uh, for quads, what happens first? Blue Jays win World Series or Canucks win Stanley Cup? Canucks win Stanley Cup. Jays can't play defense. Well, neither can the Canucks, I guess. This is uh, Canucks Ooh. baseball we're watching right now. But 
I don't know. Like, I think the Jays' window is just opening, and they play in the toughest, well, probably going to be the toughest division in baseball for a while. Who knows what the Yankees are going to do to get better? And, I mean, they made the playoffs because there's expanded playoffs this year, right? But after this year, it's going to go back to being um, just the division leaders and then two wildcard teams from each division, or sorry, from each league. So, I mean... I don't see the Jays making the playoffs next year, but it'd be great if they did. I mean, I I don't know. Like it, the Canucks have a much better chance at making the playoffs in their league than the Jays do. Let's just say that. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's funny because you look at the Jays' young core, um, and there are some some similarities, I guess, to seeing what they have compared to the Canucks. I mean, they had you know Vladdy Guerrero before he came in. He was he was what like he was the number one prospect outside of the MLB for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's the same thing that you saw with Elias Pettersson. He was the best prospect not in the NHL for a long time, right? Like, these are these are certain similarities that are kind of cool. And yeah, I, I love like I love. I really hope that this team for the Blue Jays actually starts to come together and can be a team that might be able to compete against the Red Sox and Tampa Rays and and Yankees specifically. I mean, they're going to be the ones that beef up on all their money, but like it'd be really cool to watch this core do something, right? Because it just feels like such a fun core. Like, isn't it? it, it like all of them are all of like the like Blue Jays' top stars. Like their dads all played in the show, right? Yeah, like there's it's like uh, Biggio, Guriel, Guerrero, yeah. Bichette, Biggio. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just a great. That's a cool story. They seem like good kids. Uh, yeah, and I'd be rooting for them. But I'm gonna go with Canucks as well. I feel like the Canucks are a little bit closer uh, to, like you said, winning their own division to get to the Stanley Cup final than the World Series for the Blue Jays. So I'll stick with the Canucks on that one too. I know the question was for quads, anyways, but uh, <laughs> appreciate that. So that basically wraps it up. Quads, or anything else you want to add before I get to the prospects report? No, go for it. Okay, quick prospects report. Nikita Triampkin, folks, he's freaking good. I'm going to leave it at that. He played a hell of a game today. There was something like he didn't put up points. He didn't score any goals. He didn't do anything. But I watched the whole game from start to finish. This is like the third game in a row I've watched of him. Today's game was he was outstanding. He moved the puck so well. He skated so smoothly. Oh, man. Like, oh, I know you hate to see it, Quads, but like. This guy, man, I don't know. I, I'm not going to fall in love yet. I'm not going to go off on a rant on the prospect report yet. Uh, but stay tuned in next week. That might be coming soon. But I was very impressed with him and what he did today. Uh, Vasily Podkolzin put up two assists uh, in his game. Good for him, finally. Um, he played, I think, just above 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes and one second today. Two assists on the day. Set up a really nice goal on a two-on-one that he ended up sort of creating by having a nice poke check in the neutral zone. And the final thing, Niels Huglander will be playing on Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Follow me for the gifts. I will bring all that at ChrisFaber39. And please, if you if you aren't following me already... Uh, I'm four followers away currently from 5,000, and that is a huge number. I'm very excited to <laughs> to see that number be 5,000. If you aren't following yet, at ChrisFaber39 on Twitter, I'd appreciate it. Wow, shameless, eh? Holy cow. I, okay, listen, I wouldn't normally do it, but I'm four <laughs> followers away, and like I got from 4,000 to 4,900 really fast for some reason. Like I, I think it was the prospect gifts. Like It went to like 4,900 really fast. And this last 100 to get to 5,000 has been driving me insane. It's been going on for so long that, like, I just cannot get over the hump. But I'm so close right now. So if you're not following, I need four people, please. Or take your other account and follow. I just need to get to 5,000 already. I just unfollowed you from the Canucks Army account, the Canucks Convo account, and my personal account. So now you're going to need wow. seven more. 
Quads, I have access to all of those, and I could probably guess your password to get on yours too. So I'm pretty sure I could follow right back. So I appreciate that. But yeah, that's all I got. Um, quads, anything else you wanted to close out? You said no, you're all good. Well, you I want mean, people I, to follow I, you on Twitter. No, you don't have to follow me on Twitter. It's mostly just baseball stuff. Um, but yeah, man, your your interactions this month are going to be horrible. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know. I'm getting on baseball Twitter now. I'm I've had enough of uh, had oh, enough okay. of the people on hockey Twitter. I'm talking to baseball fans now on Twitter. I'm just kidding. None well. of these. I posted my bracket and it got one like, and then I deleted it because the bracket was so bad. <laughs> um, uh, you got, but I did want to mention. What about news, quads? You got any news to share? A lot of news going around today. Yeah, there is a lot of news going around. Uh, Snoop Snoop World Order, friend of the show. Uh, he said his dad has told him. Actually, let me let me let me look for it. He posted a photo. Let me just see. I was DMing him earlier. Okay, here we go. So, big news from Snoop World Order. He says that. Oh, here we go. Yep, his dad told him that the Canucks will be looking to improve their team this off season. Uh, he also mentioned on how we will probably be looking to sign Toffoli instead of Markstrom because now his wife got a part-time job at Cactus Club Vancouver, which has definitely made Tyler being a, being a Canuck a massive priority. Snoop is also hearing that Jake Vertanen will probably not be staying in Vancouver because Jim Benning hasn't been impressed by his performance thus far. Big if true. Uh, and then he said something that I fed him. He said, I've also been told that Ollie Levy might make the team next season, which is, again, huge if true. Wow, I can't believe. I don't know. I don't get what's all with the uh, all the news going around today. It's interesting. Sean Warren got one out here too. His sources have told me that the Canucks would like to make the playoffs again this season and ideally win a cup. That's massive if it's, that is true as well. That's crazy. A good wow. breaking news there from Sean. Shawnee West two three four Area fifty one podcast. Might as well round it out since we've mentioned every single Canucks podcast in the market already this this week on the show. Um, so yeah, that basically wraps it up. Thanks for tuning into the mailbag. I think it was a lot of fun. We were thinking that this was only going to get to like 20 or 30 minutes. It'd be a very short episode. Here we are 50 minutes later, uh, wrapping it up. So thank you very much for tuning in to episode 106. For David Quadrelli, my name is Chris Faber, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. 
Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.